This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name's Tom Ward. I'm joined this evening by David. Evening. Evening, and also joined by Andy. Evening. Evening, Tom. Evening, chaps. Uh, Not the best of weeks on the pitch for the Sky Blues as they fell to a 2-0 defeat at Luton on Tuesday and then were held to a 0-0 draw at home to Wickham on Saturday in a game which many fans described as a must-win. Um, as usual, we'll look into the key moments from the games. We'll also be discussing the fantastic news that came out since our last podcast that the Sky Blues will be returning to the Rico Arena next season. Uh, cheers for joining me, chaps, as always. Um, I'll start with you, Andy. How would you sum up this week? Mixed feelings, Tom, really. Um, yesterday, um, after the game, a lot of anger, disappointment. Mm. Um, but then after that finished and, you know, a couple of hours afterwards and into today, a bit of realism came over yeah. me. And and with the players we've got who are very, shall we say, hit and miss at times, we are still in a chance of staying in this division. So, yeah, initially it was an anger and frustration, but then realism that we've still got a hell of a chance to stay in this division. And, yeah. and if we can stay up in this league fourth from bottom with the you know the last kick of the, the season then we'll all be happy won't we yeah I think your tweet that you put out on Saturday night summed up Andy didn't it just that you know it's not it's not over and there's there's plenty to play for absolutely and we're probably in a, a better position than we might have expected so yeah, yeah the, with the players we've got who are very hit and miss Robbins has done a fantastic job to mm. get us this far let's be honest lads and yeah definitely. we're in a chance of staying in this division and that's all we can ask for yeah, exactly. But it is, on the other hand, very frustrating at times because we are making opportunities that we are missing, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll get on to talk about plenty yeah. of those from the last two games. Um, Dave, how would you sum things up from this week? Yeah, I think Andy summed it up pretty well there, actually. You know, 
it, it was always going to be difficult. I don't know what we really expected. Um, and I suppose we've just shown at times a little bit more perhaps than what we've got. And that's probably made people believe that it wasn't going to be such a scrap and it wasn't going to be such a fight. Um, but teams are coming back to us. Uh, and it's yeah, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon, as they say. And there's a, there's a still a, a lot of football to be played. Um, yeah. With a lot of teams perhaps having to play more games than they would like now uh, through mid you know midweek, and I, I think that will will take its toll. And I, I think that there's still a lot of football, and we've seen what a mad league it is. Anything can happen. So to write off us getting a result against some of the teams that we've got coming up. It, you know, we, we've we've shown that we can do it against teams like QPR and Reading. You know, yeah, Reading yeah. were were top of the league when we played them. Yeah. Um, so to not give us a chance at this this stage is is I think is, is writing us off too early. Yeah, exactly. Nine games to play, plenty of points, plenty of twists and turns. I'm sure. Um, we'll look back at the Luton game from Tuesday. Um, the Sky Blues travelled to Kenilworth Road in the week. Um, yeah, and despite a 10-day rest period, weren't able to get anything from the game, fell to a, a 2-0 defeat in the end. Um, how did the match stats look, Andy? Yeah, similar to recent weeks, really, Tom. Um, we had 53% possession, um, which we kept the ball pretty nicely. We, we attempted 439 passes compared to their 381. So we were much better on the ball than them. Um, however, it's the same old story again. We had eight shots compared to their 20. Mm. And again, the, the accuracy was only 13%, which is way, way too low. So we spoke about it so many times on the pod, haven't we, about the shooting accuracy. It's just nowhere near what it should be. And, and again, on the night, it was just not good enough. Um, yeah. Defensively, again, very similar to them. We, we wouldn't. Uh, 61 jewels compared to their 57 which surprises me a little bit because I thought we would be winning a bit more than that because we were down to 10 men a lot of the game weren't we so um, but no um, stats is a mirror image of, of many of us on the pod I'm afraid that just simply the shots we do have we're not hitting the target with yeah, it's, it's frustrating isn't it and very. obviously one of those was, was very early on in the game with Biamu um it's just frustrating, isn't it, Dave? Because, you know, chances like that, If it, I know, it was, it, I think it came off the post in the end, but mm-hmm. if that goes in, it, you just feel like it could be a completely different game, couldn't it? Yeah, of course it could, but it's inches, you know, and people mm. slating players that haven't put some of those chances away. I mean, there was a lot of work for him to do. There's a lot of work for, for Max to do previously in the goals that he scored. Um, he did everything right. He, you know, held on to it until the final minute. He, he waited for the com- keeper to commit himself um, and he and he tried to curl, curl it round, and he just got denied by the inside of the post. And it did at that point feel like oh, let's hope it's not going to be one of those nights. But yeah. um, as we'll uh, continue to speak about, uh, it, it did become one of those. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I have to admit, I, I thought the same. I thought he he did everything right. I mean, as soon as it left his foot, I was halfway around the living room celebrating. Mm-hmm. So I can't exactly claim that he'd done much wrong. To be honest, I thought it was in. Um, just one of those isn't it really unlucky coming off the post um, and then yeah you did get that sort of feeling would it be one of those nights and then not too long after they get themselves in front um, Andy what did you make of their goal do you think Wilson could have done better here yeah and Hyam yeah marking yeah marking was really poor um, I don't know who Hyam was marking he was marking thin air that mm. meant McCallum had to come round to mark his man 
and then the boy was just left free on the the edge of well, not even on the edge of the area on the on you know on the penalty spot on the right hand side just to side foot it in. So yeah, that's easy, really, really bad marking from Dom Hyam. Hyam should have took control of his man. That would have meant McCallum wouldn't have to come over and mark this, the, his man. And it, you know, McCallum would have been marking the one who the lad who scored, who hadn't scored in about fifty years. <laughs> Yeah, classic, um, isn't it? But yeah, it's just typical, isn't it? The, the way things are going for us at the minute, isn't it? That a lad hasn't scored for a long time, pops up with a goal. Um, to ask the question about the goalkeeping, yeah, that was weak wrists, chocolate wrist from um, Wilson. He has to be doing better than that, in my opinion. Mm. Went through him, didn't it? Not good enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the much debated handball. Um, which we've seen plenty of images on on Twitter this week. Um, Dave, what do you, what do you make of it? I don't know. I mean, and we haven't got the ability to use VAR, luckily, because that would just be an absolute, pain, you know, even more painful experience of watching Coventry City than it is it currently. But um, <laughs> yeah, so at least we haven't got that. But it, I, I don't know. I, I've not actually seen the images that you talk about because I've probably had my head stuck in a form book looking at Cheltenham most of the week. So. <laughs> I haven't had a look, but I think, you know, the the ref's got a decision to make. He's kind of stuck his arm out. or You know, the way that his body is shaped, he sort of tried to Mm. block it. Obviously, he's on the line and it it looks like a bit of an obvious one. Um, Yeah. At the moment, in the moment, you know, at full tilt or whatever, it looks like an obvious one where he's just done whatever he can to block it. And the ref's obviously felt that because he sent him off, right? And, and, uh, you know, so... I think penalties, yeah. for me, I think Fads played it a little bit wrong because I think he, I don't know what you thought, Andy, but I felt like he sort of almost made himself look a bit guilty. The way he, he did, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? The way he, he sort did. of pulled away from it. Like a naughty school um, kid in a, yeah, in a playground, like, yeah. He looked guilty. You could see him looking across yeah. the ref and you just thought, ah, oh, he's yeah. like, he was almost. Uh, you know, I, from my point of view on that, he, he was always going to give it, wasn't he? The yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I always felt it? that at the time. I always and it's always it, a bit, you yeah. know, trying to say that it's like the top. I think he was trying to say it was pet, the wasn't top it? of his shoulder. Yeah, it was his shoulder. Sorry. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> but I just don't I, get I just, the handball rule. Is for me, it hasn't been clarified enough. Like I was under the impression it was anything below your sleeve at one point, and now is it changed again? Like I just, I feel like it. I can't keep up with the handball rule these days. I suppose it looked, from the referee's point of view, it looked like there was an arm involved that stopped to clear, you know, goal-scoring opportunity, and that that's why he gave, yeah. and that's why he sent him off. But you know, we could sit here debate, and we could blow up this, you know, Faz's shirt into as many million pixels <laughs> as we want to see whereabouts the dirt is. But at the end of the day, we know what happens in this league. Nothing gets overturned. Yeah. You know, we won't be the first team to have been let down by, you know, referees this season. And I'm not saying we have been on this occasion, but it's just it's football, isn't it? But gladly and happily, it is football because it's the the games that we've known the games that we've played where we've gone back and been disappointed because of a, a decision that's perhaps not clear cut rather mm. than halting the game for 15 minutes why you know they turn yeah, the Netflix agree. onto a replay of the, the it's just not for me so I, I'm I would more than happy take those sort of things than have what the, the Premier League yeah. has got involved I agree with you Dave like you, you know you take you take ones like that and they'll even out over the season but mm-hmm. that, yeah. the ability to celebrate a goal and actually know it's got been a, you know it's a goal yeah. is like that's the beauty of football really isn't it so yeah exactly um, but yeah anyway uh, we don't want to get into a VAR debate on, on our pod do we <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that goal Andy that penalty obviously got converted and yeah. I think it 
everyone felt like it was game over at that point. 2-0 down before half-time, down to 10 men. This, just, you're going to struggle really a bit to come back from that, aren't you? Yeah, massively. Why didn't Wilson dive? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, yeah. Very, very strange. I don't know if he oh, don't yeah. like tried to outwit the, the striker because they do go down the middle sometimes. But yeah. He hit it with some pace as well, to be fair. But it was just... kind of sunk his didn't it? I don't think mentally is it, the whole team were ready, really. And that probably highlighted it, didn't it? It was a bit yeah. shell shock, really. I don't think everyone anyone could really you know, believe quite what was going on. Um, yeah. But with... I mean, I don't know, Andy, you, you're a goalkeeper, but you mm. probably know. I mean, do you, I suppose you know what you're going to do for each I think penalty? what you said was spot on, Tom. I think he thought he was going down the middle. Mm. Yeah, he just sort and of... Because he didn't, yeah. and he just, like, bent it, you know, obviously put it in the left-hand side. I think he just got, he just misread it, didn't he? Yeah, but I mean... It kind, it kind of summed Wilson's night up, that did, in, in all essence, that he, he was misreading quite a lot of things on the night, wasn't he, unfortunately, for the lads. Yeah. He had a, he didn't have a good game, um, mm. but you know um, to go back to your point about did it feel like game over? Hundred percent it did, Tom. It, it just felt like that was the killer blow. I thought if we could have kept it one nil at the break and then maybe put our attacking players on, you know, Gordon maybe and, and Walker, we might have been able to get a point because I didn't think Luton were very good. No, they did. They didn't get our first gear, really, no, did they? You know, not. they no, they looked comfortable, to, did didn't they? they? they exactly, yeah. didn't have. I think to. they're a good side. Same with Blackburn yeah. game, right? We didn't even have yeah. to see Blackburn at their best because they were playing against ten men for the majority mm. of the game. And yeah, we should have picked up early on, and we went one nil down. But at that stage, there was still something we could do about it. Um, but once you go down to ten men, it's just such a mountain, isn't it? Yeah, you haven't got a chance. No you? chance, no. No, no. Exactly. I thought we came out second half and looked a bit brighter, but I think, and, and interesting from what Andy said with the stats that we, you know, we passed the ball around a lot. I think really that was Luton sort of stepping off us and just letting us play. There wasn't any danger, was there? Really? Exactly that, isn't it? You know, keep the ball. In the day, we're tuning up, lads. Do what you want to do with it, and we'll hit you on the break if mm. if the opportunity yeah. arises. So yeah. yeah, possession and stuff when you're two 0 down is great you know you need possession to be able to score goals but I just want to make a point about Wilson because um, mm. it could have been a lot lot more I, I, I don't know if mm. you guys remember in the second half but he made save. a really yeah, good save a really mm. good save and then he also stopped a one-on-one as well so mm. you know it could have been could have been curtains for the old goal difference if, if perhaps he wasn't as sharp for, for them so mm. it's a bit of both isn't it but I did want to just highlight that because I thought that was mm. a cracking save that from the um, yeah. the, the volley. I think it was on the the left hand side. Their attack yeah, left hand side. So, um, but yeah, it's it, we did look a bit brighter. We did play, but Luton uh, were always going to allow us to do that because yeah. it, they were home and hosed, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. I think one positive we can take from the evening was that Godden got on and got himself twenty minutes under his belt. That obviously wouldn't do him any harm, Andy. Mm, no, great to see uh, Goddard's back on, on the pitch, isn't it? He's uh, he's exactly what we need in this running. Um, fingers crossed we can get a few more minutes into him because obviously at the moment, as Robin said, the only way we're getting to get him fit is by him playing games because we've got yeah. no other games for him to really play in, um, unfortunately. So great news to have him in. Um, we need to get him on the pitch as soon as possible because he's our goal scorer. He's our one we look for. He's the one that is used to our formation and the way we play. So yeah, great to see him back on the pitch. Yeah, he could save us, couldn't he, Andy? Really, if he Big you know time. if he There's comes a in lot and of plays. Pressure on him, but yeah. you know, um, 
his goal he's our goal scorer he's the one that we go to so yeah even if he he's scored our, five he's goals our cut, he's our cutting edge isn't he yeah I mean even if he scored five goals in the next yeah. nine games they could be goals that keep us in the division Absolutely. you know and that's yeah. something that you've got to be positive about yeah you know we yeah. haven't had Godders most of the season mm. so you know he's coming back getting back in the team he can score goals and we're yeah. making chances aren't we yeah yeah 100% 100% um I know it's annoying chaps picking a man of the match when we lose, but uh, I'll grab one from both of you, Dave. It's very difficult. <laughs> I, I I don't know, really. It's very, very difficult. I, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe Max, maybe for, you know, do it doing the, the one thing that looked like it might have gotten us a goal. Um, maybe Ben Wilson's second half performance. Don't really know. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, I'll just opt out. I think. <laughs> Andy, Matty James, for me, I thought he played pretty decently. Matty yeah, he's James. been decent, so, hasn't he? And I think he linked. I think he was. He was the one who passed it for Max, wasn't he? Who, um, when he hit the post, it was a really good assist, wasn't it? Um, I think so. He linked the play pretty nicely, and uh, I've been fairly impressed with Matty James over the last couple of games, and I thought he was pretty decent as he has been since he joined us really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it just, it just went to show, didn't it really, that, you know, we got bossed in this sort of game by, you know, Luton side, but they're, they're in their second season in the championship and they've really yeah. pushed on, which I guess gives us hope, doesn't it? Because their man Barnsley sort of stayed up by the skin of their teeth last mm. year and now they're, you know, they're, they're pretty established, you know, well, I was going to say mid-table teams, Barnsley are going even higher than that. Mm. Um so it it gives us hope, doesn't it, that we can push on and if we can stay up by whatever means that we can be one of those sides next year, Andy? 100%. You know, um, when we came up from League Two, you know, where did we finish in League One first season? Yeah. Eighth? Yeah. Outside the playoffs. So, you know, if you can consolidate and if we stay in this division by any means or by the skin of our team, I don't care if it's the last kick of the game of the last game of the season. Tom. I mean, my heart might not be able to take I'm, it. I don't think my would be able to. But <laughs> if we stay up by any means, the way we can build and get new people in the building, because what Robbins will know from this season is that he will know who's good enough and who's not for the next yeah. season. Yeah. And then he'll be able to cut his cloth accordingly. And we know what our scouting department's like. It's brilliant. So we'll be able. To, he'll already have players in line for yeah, the yeah. championship season. So, absolutely, if we stay in this division, we can build. And yeah, what, what, why can't we finish mid-table next season? And then, then you build from there. And that's football. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Now I'm going to move on and look back at the Wickham game. Um, Sky Blues hosted Wickham at St Andrews on Saturday in what many were calling a must-win game. Unfortunately, chances were squandered and Wickham battled really hard to keep us out and we came away with a solitary point, which didn't really help us out very much with Rotherham winning um, just below us. Um, Andy, what were the match stats on this one? Oh, deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of frustration in your voice, Andy. Deja vu again, but I'll go through them. Um, <laughs> we had the most possession again, shock. 59% possession. Again, we had nine shots compared to their eight, so they had less shots than us. Uh, but we had 11% shot accuracy, mm. which is pathetic. Um, regarding the ball retention, we had 456 attempted passes compared to their 311. Again, like we said, we kept the ball really nicely. Um, 
and we won a lot more duels than they did, which was decent. And I thought our defensive display, well, what I will do pick out of this game is that our defensive display was really, really good this yesterday, in my opinion. And we won 72 duels compared to their 48. Mm. And at home, at St Andrews, we've been really good defensively. I think something like six nil nil nils in the last 10. We've, yeah. I think we've done really... cheats in 14, is it? Yeah, as well? it's really yeah. decent. So our home form defensively has been really, really good. So, yeah, that was impressive uh, yesterday was the uh, defensive work. I thought we defended really well. Yeah, albeit against not a you know, your really no, quality but, side. But, but, but yeah. you have to defend what, against what you've got in front of you, don't yeah, you? you do. Tom, yeah, you do. No, it's and, true. It is and true. previous games we've done really well. So, yeah. you know, even against better opposition, we're defending well at St Andrews. So, no, defensively at home, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Robin sort of stuck with the team, obviously, apart from Fads, that he was forced to, to make that change. Were you surprised by this, Dave? Well, a little bit, because I think, I mean, if you look at the formation, it's exactly the same way, really, that we lined up against um, Wickham away. But the player choice was was different, of course. So at Wickham away, you had ship, shippers um, supporting Max, um, I think, and, and you had... Um, you had O'Hare. So you had those two players that sort of played off the striker. Mm. Whereas I think in this game, you know, having Kelly, James, Hamer's a ball, a ball, you know, a ball player. So he picks up the ball in his own half majority of the time. And, you know, ironically enough, looked probably the only likely to, to score yesterday. But um, I just think it it's very negative. I'm not fussed about the one up front. I completely understand Robin's comments about trying to make sure that you know, we're difficult to beat. I think he was saying, and the, and the tap and the type of players that he's got, um, and what he can do with that. But I just, it just seemed a bit negative to have two really defensive players, um, and then Hamer. I think makes you play from quite deep um, mm. because of where he picks up the ball. It just meant that you know, not for the first time, but the striker was completely isolated. And I think I, I was a little bit disappointed when I when I saw the way that they lined up. Mm. And very early on, I think it was one minute in, we probably had chance of the season. Um, <laughs> Dabo across to Hamer and Andy, I just, I don't really know what's happened here. I, you know, people say it bobbled on the pitch, but for me, even with the bobble, you kind of, if you go a bit warm with your laces rather than the inside of your foot, you sort mm. of, you, you stop that from happening. Yeah. Um, and it just worries me a bit because like, mm-hmm. if that was about three or four months ago, you'd put your mortgage on it, wouldn't you? Mm. and we're missing yeah. chances like that from Hamer yeah, I wish um, CWR would stop blaming the pitch every two minutes yeah, yeah they kept on going on about Oggy Clive kept on mentioning the pitch every two minutes it's the I same can't have it, can you no not at all we and played some unbelievable football on, on a cow field away at Tramere last yeah, year yeah. Yeah, no one yeah. moaned about that. Nah. Didn't hear any comments about it. Oh, the pitch is the worst we've ever seen since 1939. <laughs> but we still went and beat them and played. It helped us because it held the ball up for Packer, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it, and this is the thing. I, I, mm, I, I'm not I, the pitch it. thing really does me in because I just yeah. think it's it's still, you know, we've all played football. It's still better than half the pitches around. It's not like they're playing in a pitch like down the park outside yeah. St. Andrews, are they? They're playing on a professional football Yeah, pitch. and what I'm saying about the technique from Hamer is that even with a very slight bobble, I just think he 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 positioned himself wrong. Like I think he should have opened himself up a bit more and hit it with his laces. Do you know Banker what I mean, Dave? Job, wasn't it as well? Banker job. Like, it, it, would you want it to fall to anyone else there? I don't think no. you would. 
it's just worries me a bit. It's just uh, one of them, and you could see how frustrated he was with himself. He just, it's maybe you know, just not rushed it, but yeah. Do you think about one minute in? He's just it's a bit early for him in a a way. Not not just that, but he's just. It just goes to show that everyone is almost trying too hard. um, Yeah, I think at times, and there's so much pressure on, isn't there, to to score? And I think it looked like that. He turned round and he just, it just. I think he, you know, lost his head. Really, just couldn't couldn't believe he didn't didn't score. Yeah, yeah. But they shouldn't feel the pressure, lads, should they? Let's be honest. Anything we stay up in this division, it's a bonus, isn't it? So they they should. I know Robbins goes on about playing with freedom, and, and he's right in what he says. That at the end of the day, you know, if we stay in this division, it'd be a m- remarkable a- achievement, and they should just play with mm. with no fear. Yeah, and I think, I think yesterday everything was... we've all done it when doesn't matter what you're doing at San yeah. City it, it, but football is the obvious, obvious one for us to, to talk mm. about but we've all been in a situation where you forced it and that yeah. felt forced yesterday yeah. Um, yeah. not yeah. natural it didn't mm. it wasn't a natural it felt really forced and yeah. so unlike him isn't it because he's got so much natural talent that he you know he, the way he plays is is Brazilian in a way that he doesn't really look like he gives a shit looks like yeah. he's playing on a school field you know yeah. at, at lunchtime and that's the that's the way that some of the best players play, don't they? Because they yeah. do play like that because it's so natural to them. But he, to me, it looked mm. forced. Yeah. yeah, and I know we we try and not look too much at what other teams are up to, but you know, if you compare this to Rotherham, who you know we're you know almost feels like we're neck and neck with them for staying up. That they they are away at Bristol City and they get a chance and they go ahead, and that's at the moment feels to me like the difference, Dave, and could could be our downfall. Yeah, it could be our downfall, but there's there's other teams that that are doing the same as us. There's teams that have gone on five, six game runs without scoring. Bristol City, I mean, they're not a yardstick at the moment. You know, they're in free fall, and Rotherham have probably got them at the perfect time. To be honest, well, the way yeah, you know, I mean, they picked, picked a bit with they've picked them up at a perfect pissing. time. I think I think Bristol Bristol City, obviously, you look at their their, their games and they look like they're void of ideas. I and. I know what you were saying, but they, they do. They look like a team that is also struggling. So, but yeah, of course it's going to be our downfall. I mean, we, we've got to put it in the back of the net. You can't win a game unless you score a goal, you know, Claxon for bloody obvious, but it, it <laughs> it's the fact. And we're just, but, I, but that's what gives me hope that Godden's coming into the fold because he's a, you know, he's a, he's an out and out striker. Um, and we talk about natural ability. He's got an eye for goal. You know, you only have to look back at the goal he scored against Ipswich. You know, got the ball into feet, turn, shoot, go, mm. go against Sunderland. He, he's he, an instinctive sorry, striker. Yeah, sorry to put in, dude. Yeah. Even yesterday when he came on, Dave. Yeah. You know, when he's touched and then he laid in James. That's just natural striking ability towards yeah. the end of the game. And we've been missing that badly. And yeah, like you say. Well, it's, we it's missed a, it, didn't we? For, yeah. for at least 40 minutes of yesterday, which is, yeah. you know, which is another thing, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, there was the Biami one as well. I think it was pretty soon after. I think it was like the fifth minute. Um, obviously played through and almost similar to the Derby one, really, but he just stocks, uh, Stockdale got out quite quickly, but mm. people saying it was a good save. It wasn't the best effort really from Max and just seems to be lacking a bit of confidence, Andy, compared to mm. the Derby goal anyway. Weird. Because, like, you know, he was full of confidence for the finish against Derby, wasn't he? And yeah. it seems to me like the couple of misses against Luton seems to be affecting him. Yeah. Because before that, he was flat, flew, 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 flew through the Derby defence and finished with a plum. But, yeah, those 
those couple of misses, you know, against Luton seems to be seems to be playing on his mind because he never looked like he was going to score, did he? he yeah, you know, when weird. he, through, he, he kind of got like, his head down, didn't he? Yeah. Like, he got Do it out like... of his feet. I think that, and then, like you say, Stockdale did get out quite quick. I, I well. don't know if he felt that he was. <laughs> I don't know if he felt like he was further away from the goal, like where he picked up the ball, because he he did literally like get his head down, and I think yeah, he's just taking it early. Yeah. But I feel like that was, like you say, Andy, I think because of the Luton got, like, maybe he felt like the Luton one he took a bit early and he should have taken an extra touch and then he's, you know, he's tried to, to take this one a bit further and Almost gone a bit too far. To, overran it, didn't he? Seems to be playing on his mind a little bit, which he shouldn't because that chance against Luton was just damn unlucky. Yeah. He did everything right against Luton. Yeah, he, sh- so he, he shouldn't have changed his... No. Shouldn't have changed his approach because of that Absolutely. goal because that was he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be worrying about things like that. He should, you know, you know a centimetre. But I thought it was a mixture of like lack of confidence and decent goalkeeping, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dabo going off injured is a bit of a concern, isn't it, Dave? Killer, isn't it? Absolute yeah. killer. Like, and you know, to you know, rub salt in the wound. Acosta looked. I think he he looked completely off of it. Um, mm. Balls into the box where you know he looked like prime Cafu, you know, when he came on, didn't he? Like, or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, and he was putting them in the balls. You know, they were, if if we didn't score a goal from it, it you know, it looked like the defence were going to put it in their own net because they were just so on the money and he couldn't have looked any different yesterday. Um, I suppose it doesn't help, I suppose, come into the game, but he, he did on that one, didn't he? So it's difficult, but Dabo going off is a big concern and I, I hope, I've not looked and I'm not, sure how long he's going to be out for but it's um yeah i have frustration either. because it, he, he's done he his looked, hamstring i thought hamstring they said on the mm. day yeah is that so that's him Monday? done then isn't it yeah i think he's done his hamstring that's what so how long, how long is that then usually we haven't got dr dean on so we'll have to ask him i'll sling him a whatsapp after the pod um well i don't know um depends on the tear doesn't it um the level but also it wasn't too bad too long a hamstring but it's going to be a month, two, isn't it? Yeah, I thought I thought they're two, three weeks, but um, which, to be honest, at this stage of the season, you, it's kind of a bit fine, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then to get two, even if it's three weeks, you, and then you got to get fit again and get in the team, etc. Shame, isn't it? Because he played, he started so well. Um, it yeah, was he was a good game. It was where we was getting most of joy, wasn't it? On that that mm. right hand side. So, yeah, it is a bit of a concern, but you know, we've got we've got some depth in that position um, yeah. and, and Acosta is going to have to step up. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, the second half wasn't the most inspiring game of football, I don't think Andy is fair to say. Um, what did you make of the subs that Robin's made? Because he, he got a bit of flack for this, didn't he? Two good ones, two odd ones. Mm. Quite, quite, don't quite understand why she came on for O'Hare and then you've got Pass coming on for Rose. Yeah. Don't understand that. Unless Rose was blowing a bit because he hasn't played for a while. Um, that might be a reason for that. But regarding she maybe regarding O'Hare as well, he's played a lot of football, hasn't he? Perhaps he's given him a rest, but he's not the same. She's not gonna open the door for you, is he? No. So that yeah. that was a little bit odd, those two, in my opinion. Good to see Walker on the pitch and good to see Godden on the pitch. So yeah. two 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 good ones, two very odd ones. Yeah, good to see walk on the pitch, but I just I felt like he couldn't really get into the game, Dave. He didn't have his best game, did he, on Saturday? Who can? Who, what striker in this country can with a team that are just pumping it down the the you know the other mm. team's throat? 
for 90 minutes because that's that's what we've done well actually first 15 we played some nice football at times and created some really good chances then we just I don't know like recoiled into this team that just seems to lump it long and play it into and I, I've said it to you I've said it to everyone I it must be one of the most frustrating positions to play at Coventry City at the moment is, is that lone striker role mm. because the ball just goes bam over your head for 90 minutes and you're turning and chasing it's it, it's a really tough role to play and, and and everyone are just so far away from the striker that it's it, it's really really difficult and um yeah walker's um you know he's a different type of player he's he's got pace he'd like to be slipped in behind he plays off the shoulder similar to what matty gordon does um and he, you know he's probably just running around to try and do what what he can i guess um and at times yesterday he, he you know he tried to do that but again i think that if his performance has become very forced he's going to play like a player that's not naturally instinctive to him and i don't think we're going to get the best out of him if if you know if that's how he's sort of playing yeah yeah i don't know about you andy but i i just felt like you could tell it was going to peter out into a nil-nil or even they might nick it you know right at the end and i think ross made quite a good point on the live that I definitely felt this. It got to a point where I was like, I'm not really bothered now whether they win it or it's nil-nil because it's kind of the same result in the fact that we, we actually needed to win the game and um, you could just tell that wasn't going to happen really. Depends if we stay up by a point on the last game of the season. Tom. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, we're not, we're not in any position to start chucking away a point. No, no. Do you know what I mean? The difference. I know between, what you're trying to say, Tom. Yeah, it's a big gap stay, between that three points. You know, I'm going to replay this pod when we stay up on last game of the season by a point. Mate, I'm happy for you to plaster it everywhere. If we stay up, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I'll be yeah, happy. I, I kind of like know what you're saying because you were just so frustrated that you think, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. it. I, I would have been. What I'm trying to say is, if they'd have swung in the corner and headed it in in the 93rd minute, I'd have been as disappointed as the nil-nil, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have been like, my heart wouldn't have sank any any further. <laughs> if that makes sense. Couldn't have gone any lower. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I just, we just put a lot of expectation on this game, didn't we? And we, it, for, I said on Twitter, it, it felt like the only sort of must-win game we've had so far this season. Maybe the, maybe the Sheffield Wednesday game that we played, at, um, I think it was back in January. But, yeah, there was just a lot of expectation on it, wasn't there, Andy? Yeah, considering like you know, they, they, they there was a lot of expectation because of like how Wickham are. They've, they're the worst away team in the league. We're pretty decent at home, and we battered them, didn't we? Yeah, um, you know, yeah. Was, we, doesn't we, say they, as well that was they've that conceded way. over sixty goals this season, so that that's why the expectation was so high. Mm. But then that isn't that football, and isn't that Coventry City? So yep. We never do it the easy way, do we? No, absolutely. We'll probably go and beat QPR next week. <laughs> We're going to need to, you, you, Andy. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you just never know, do you? You've no. got two weeks now to get our heads down, get some training in, get Goddard's back a little bit, more fitter, more sharper, and we'll have a go at QPR because at the end of the day, QPR, yeah, they have got Charlie Austin who can score for fun, but at the end of the day, they're not that good. So no. we can go there and get a result. It's not like, oh... We have to resort to every game at St Andrews and rely on that. You know, at the end of the day, you don't know where the, in this division, like Dave said earlier in the pod, it's mental. You don't know where the results are going to come from. So yeah. don't be surprised if we go to QPR and get a win or a draw. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like say Rotherham beating Bristol City two 0 the way. You exactly. Know? You just don't expect to. You know, you got um, you know that that result. Um, Forest got a good draw, draw against Brentford, didn't they? So you, you just don't know where the results mm. are going to come in this division. It's, it's a mad league, and anyone can win beat each other. Who yeah. thought we were going to beat Brentford? Yeah. You know they were flying before they played us. We rolled them. Yeah. So you just never know, Tom. So you know. This point might feel the, the worst point in the world, but at the end of the day, if we beat QPR or get a positive result at Loftus Road, it will feel like a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, Dave, who would your man of the match be? I think Gabbo was man of the match. Chris, 35 minutes or whatever. Yeah, and that's not like I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, it, you know, if he'd have stayed on the pitch, he would have been clearly would have been man of the match. He was mm. the one that made us look. The, we didn't do much else, did we? After no. that 35 minutes, so it sounds really terrible to say that, but I think for the time that he was on, he he, he looked electric, and he was unlocking mm. unlocking that right hand side, and I'd say he was, you know, it, it man of the match. Yeah, mm. Andy, Ostergaard. I yeah. thought he was excellent. I think he, he won every ball in the air that was down his throat. I think, um, like I said earlier in the pod, we've got a lot of hit and miss players um, in our team, but mm. I think he's more hit than miss. Yeah. And he's uh, he's certainly, in my opinion, uh, championship quality. And uh, if we can manage to stay up in this division and, and we can get him signed down. He'll be a fantastic signing for us. Yeah, he's yeah, he's looking good, isn't he? Consistent. He's great player, great technique. Yeah, very good in the air, air is what you need. His leap, his leap in, is in this league. So unique, isn't it? That. Yeah, yeah, man, he's, he's yeah. great. He's, well, he's played for the international team, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's he's very young. That's what, but that's why he looks comfortable, isn't he? Like when you compare him to some of our players, because yeah. he's been in around that more, you know, that level higher level for, for perhaps longer even though he's you know he's not not old um, yeah you've got to think as well he's come through Brighton's Academy yeah, I mean they course. produce some pretty good talent don't they yeah you know, Lewis Duncan yeah. people like that yeah, they'd say, so, yeah. yeah I think their back three at the moment is full of youth isn't it uh, mm. Brighton so yeah they they know how to, to get a player and um, I think the only thing with Ostergaard I think the, I think there are a few other clubs will be looking at him as well because yeah he he's only 21 Andy yeah, yeah, yeah he's very very young yeah. um yeah. I imagine he'll be pretty high up Mark Robbins' wish list for the summer, won't he? Got to be. Yeah. yeah um, he's a great player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just thinking about, I guess, our, you know, where this kind of puts us in the in the relegation battle. I know, Andy, you're feeling a bit more confident that we can pick up some wins. Um, Dave, how do you feel about the upcoming games and where are you sort of seeing? Because I think we probably need two or three wins, don't we, really? Um, where where are you pinpointing these wins? Where are they going to come from? Um, you know, I think we can get a result against Bristol City. Mm. I think we can get a result against Preston. Um, we still got to play Rotherham, you know, which is going to be a huge, huge game. Um, be horrible, you know, but so you know, that's you know, that's potentially nine points without the draws. Uh, it's a lot of football to be played. Um, can't be thrown in the tower. And I'm, I'm, I'm still confident when I look at, when I look at performance in terms of, you know, points per game, which I know is a funny way to look at it, but points per game, there's, there's teams below us. Uh, when you look at last six or form tables, you know, we're above a couple of teams now. There's teams coming back to us. I mean, I know we spoke before we came on about Preston. Yeah, they, they potentially do look safe. But if other teams put a weird run on, if we seem to go on a run, they'll get dragged back into it. 
same for Huddersfield. I mean, they they look out of it. Don't get me wrong, but they they're on a horrendous run. Um, mm. So mm. you know, which can only mean only be good for us playing. You know, playing some of these teams that are, that are coming up. We don't play them until the middle of April, I think. So there's a, mm. you know more time for them to get their act together. But what I mean is, there's just teams are there's teams around us coming back to us. Yeah. And hopefully there's some fixtures coming up where they don't really need much. Um, I don't know about the Millwall one. I think we could probably get a result at home Ooh. on the last day of the season. It's one of those, isn't it? Last, yeah. last day of the season, you know, at home. It's one of those games. It, if it, it probably will be a must-win still, um, but it does feel like to me that you know, last game of season at home, you usually you usually roll teams over. I feel like you do anyway. You, you know, it's one of those last last games of the season but um, di- di- different with no crowds but not if, we, just... not if we waste our chances Dave <laughs> no but I just I always feel like the last game of the season if it's at home you've got a good chance of winning it just, yeah uh, true and we have to get away from position. home before obviously at Spurs that year so yeah. plenty of plenty of ways it could go um, yeah and that, that, that Rotherham game which I don't think we've even got in the diary yet but that looks like an enormous game doesn't it Andy and you know it, it could come down to that, but you know, if it's late on in the season. Yeah, we just don't know when it's going to be, do we, Tom? They've got such mm. a backlog of games, haven't they? Um, be interesting to see when that. Would you reckon that'll be announced this week when we play them or, or longer? Not sure. I mean, not there's sure. not a gap at the moment, so I just no. don't know when it's going to be. One thing I heard was possibly um, in the like in between the Easter week and mm. the weekend, because I think there's a Monday game and then a Saturday. Mm. So there's a Wednesday slot possibly available, but mm. it's not ideal, is it, really? I mean, not a way to that place. No, not a way there. Or, and the way they play as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the rules, but can you play games after the season? I don't know. I just don't know. It's happened I before, think, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I think the EFL will want to get it wrapped up, won't they, within the mm. season. Uh, whether they do it, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to have to get something figured out because he's kicking off, isn't he? About the fact that they're going to have to play. Who is Paul, um, manager Paul, Paul Warren? Yeah, about you know the fact that they're well, going to have to. Uh, sort his COVID sort sort that out first before he kicks off about that. But there you go. Yeah, because yeah. Their, their protocols. Well, to have that many cases seems a bit odd to me. Mm. They've got all the cases in Rotherham, haven't they? <laughs> four games in eight. Four games in eight game. Uh, eight days is yeah. is what it's looking at. Is um, that what he's looking at? Is he? Yeah, yeah, and he's put a quote here saying, "I don't expect Contry to bend over and do us any favours." <laughs> yeah, absolutely spot on, pal. Yeah. Too right. Too right. <laughs> absolutely, mate. Um, where we'll only have twenty-four hours recovery and now have four days that could play a massive part at the end of the season and be a huge blow to us. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. For our hot topic this week, we're now going to discuss the f- fantastic news that Sky Blues will be returning to play at the Rico Arena after agreeing a 10-year deal with Wasps. Um, this is great news, isn't it, Andy? How happy are you with, with this news that came out? Yeah, massive, um, massive, massive news. Obviously, we broke it um, about a few days before, didn't we, that we had an inkling that it was going to happen. Um, but to get it confirmed was brilliant. Um, and yeah, this is what we needed. This is how our club's going to grow. Um, massive news for the club, and I'm so happy because yeah. um, to get football back in because it's it's embarrassing, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, playing in, in a city that's not your city is just 
a bit of a joke. Yeah. Um, fair play to Birmingham. I want to say thank you for them to start off with because they're, you know, housed just brilliantly. They've been great. Um, so fair play to Birmingham. They've been really, really helpful for us and we'll always pitch, respect Pitch them. could do some work though. Yeah, <laughs> apart from the pitch. Pitch was good first season. Uh, but this season they could, have, they could have sorted that out a bit better. But, but apart from the pitch, um, respect to Birmingham mm. and everyone at the club because they've really helped us out when mm. a lot of other clubs wouldn't. So fair play to them. But no, the news of breaking the skips back to yeah. playing in Coventry is fantastic for so many reasons. It could if have been. they hadn't have housed us, it could have yeah. been a very different story. Um, yeah, not, you know. If we were looking with where we could have played, I mean, it was, where else could we have gone? So, um, yeah, they've uh, done us a big favour, really, when you yeah. look at how our season went um, yeah. and, and what's happened since that was announced. is. Um, it's, uh, and I think well, we've kind of felt comfortable playing in, in Birmingham, haven't we? I think yeah. the players have seemed to really liked playing at St Andrews. Well, the results show that, doesn't it? Because our home form at St Andrews has been outstanding. So, mm. yeah, that's been a been a plus. And um, but gets back to the Rico is just a fantastic, fantastic news for everyone at the club, and yeah, and will help us kick on whatever division we mm. are in next season. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a new dawn, doesn't it, Andy? I know me yeah. and you have talked a bit about when there were some really negative nights at the Rico. I know the Sheffield United game and ones yeah. like that, but yeah. I don't know. It just feels like we're going back in a much more positive. You know this is like whatever division we're in, it'll, it'll feel a lot more positive and hopefully we can just turn it into a more positive place to play football, really, which yeah. it should have been from the start. Uh, we, but. We've spoken quite lengthily about that that game against Sheffield United. Mm. The club was just on its lowest end. It just, well, I was walking in the turnstiles and there was just no one around. It was just so dead. They're all on the pitch. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the school flags. Yeah, um, but it was just toxic that night and... You know, Robbins is, is the man to take us forward whatever happens this season and whatever division we're in, hopefully we'll be in the championship. But it is a new dawn for the club. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, get, to getting back to the Rico. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. And it just gives us a lot of stability, doesn't it, Dave? And allows us to plan a bit for the future. Because I think, you know, in the, in the recent years, we've just not known where we're going to be playing for the next sort of couple of years and to have... To have 10 years into the future and know, it just, I think it just provides that stability. You know, we can track better players, revenues. There's just so many reasons why it, it's it's good for us, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's going to hopefully be more local, um, you know, commercially local. There's going to be people more willing to work with the club because it's going to mm. benefit their local business. Um because of where you know where Coventry City are playing their football, and yeah, like Andy said, it's a it's absolute travesty, isn't it, to be playing away from from Coventry? It it feels to me as a as a you know um, you know proud to support and uh, Coventry City that you know we're we're lying in the coffers of a pub on the on the corner of uh, of, of the road in Birmingham, like that. But you know, to me, that doesn't sit well. So, um, but from a stability point of view, of course, yeah, definitely. We'll now know that we're going to be um, at the Rico. They can start to do a lot more, even with the local community. You know, how hard is it for Dave Boost and, and the team to, to get local kids involved when mm. they can't just walk them up the road uh, to, to Coventry, to the Rico? They've got to arrange to get them over to Birmingham, which is, is, is from what I understand, has probably been really tough at times um, to get that. You know, and that's encouraging the next, you know, the next, uh, you know, next, growth of a football fan isn't it for Coventry yeah. in their long-term future and, and that's what we've also spoke about so th- there's so many positives um to, to take from it and 
this, like you say, the stability is not just the fact that we're going to have somewhere to play our football, but it's it's the local community and and, mm. and and they've got a club that's coming back to Coventry that that they can be really proud of. And I think mm. local children and uh, you know the younger supporters perhaps didn't have that. That's why I used to go and you know Coventry City on a Saturday. Town was rammed. Um, Rico was dead and they're all walking around with their Steven Gerrard shirts, you know, and, and that's because there wasn't really a team that a lot of people felt that they could be mm. proud of, but they've certainly got that now. So let's yeah. hope that people, you know, respond in, in, in the way that the, the team that performed over the last couple of years and Mark Robbins and, and the job that Dave Body's done, they get, you know, they get the crowds back that they deserve because that's yeah. what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. And we've already heard about some of the really positive changes they're going to be making, like, you know, the club shop and the ticket office, etc. Um, Andy, do you think there'll be a lot of lessons learned? I think partly with obviously the commercial deal, which we're hearing is really good, but also the sort of fan experience, which probably hasn't always been the best, has it, at the Rico? No, um, no, it hasn't. The, the Rico can feel quite dead at times, can't it, Tom? Um, mm. I think that mainly has to do with the team on the pitch we've had and uh, the manager we've had, the managers we've had in, in stall. Mm. I think um, now we've got Robbins in charge. Um, and like Dave just said, we've got a team that we can be proud of. Um, that will help the atmosphere of the Rico. And you also look at the boardroom, isn't it? Yeah. And just little things like, you know, having a, t- a shop there, mm. it's just going to help because it mm. feels like a club. You know, you go to a, any other, if you go to a Premier League game, they've all got club shops outside yeah, because because that's what a football club is. You know, having a, having a club shop in town is bollocks. And we, I know we had to have to, I know we had to have that because we were playing at Birmingham. But, you know, that's a great little initiative they've done. Well, we had, because, had both, didn't we? Yeah. We had, we had the one in town and the one at the, yeah. the Rio. Yeah. And but same I mean, as when we were at Highfield yeah. Road, we had we had um, a club shop there. It the makes a difference, shop. doesn't it? Yeah. It does. You know, the kids want to go in and spend money, don't they? Yeah. You know, in the day, the, in, in the hours before the game, they want to get there early. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about Dave Moore, the 13 year old, but <laughs> stand there, watch the players no, drive it's, in. It's right. Go yeah. and get yourself you a, a, something from the club shop, get the program, yeah. sit and watch yeah. the warm up like a nerd. And away you go, but a it, you know, this, out, yeah, of course it is. You still do that now, Dave. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad this new Dave. club shot. <laughs> Don't worry, Dave. We'll get your full kit sorted out. We'll get you there early. Yeah, it's got to be actual chipping for the uh, program for you, Dave. But, but I do think you know the boardroom. It, there was a lot of negativity just around the, the you know the club in total. You know, with the boardroom situation and uh, with the owners, and I think that that that's been healed a bit because they have gone out and spent where possible. Um, I suppose they they have been a bit more upfront with what their plans are and what they're trying to do. So I I think that it's probably the most positive that the boardrooms looked uh, and the way the club's been ran for quite some time. So you know, hopefully that will also um, impact on the you know the the sort of vibe if you like inside the the rico yeah yeah i think body's done an unbelievable job hasn't he to turn no, things around 100 yeah incredible yeah, yeah robin's and, praised him didn't he sorry to uh no, right. he praised him really well didn't he did you, if you listen to that podcast you know on the channel yeah really good that was wasn't it, Andy? yeah it was a really decent podcast by clem and um and robin's really did praise body for what all the hard work he's done so yeah mm. fair point on that 
Yeah. And much debate is that around the, the crowds that we might be able to attract. Obviously, everyone feels like we should sell a good amount of season tickets and, and up our average crowds. Dave, what do you reckon we can achieve if we if we can stay up in the championship? I mean, regardless of where we play our football, £13 a head, it's pretty unique, isn't it? It's pretty cheap for, for me. Anyway, I, I mean, I, I think that that's, that's good, good value for money. Um, so you'd like to see that when when it allow and people are a bit more comfortable about the current situation that, that maybe season tickets will, will um, you know, uh, it'd be a decent amount sold. But also just that, like you say, you can now start to get the, the local kids in, in the, the, the primary schools. You know, if you, if you can get them and they bring their dad that perhaps hasn't been for 10 years or, you know, because it's been at least two years because it's been at Birmingham, there's a lot more opportunity, I think, to, to involve the community um, than perhaps obviously you've been able to do when, when you're playing, you know, a, a, an expensive train ride away from, from home. So yeah, definitely. I, I'm not sure what, what we'd expect average crowds, but you'd like to say there would be north of sort of, you know, around the sort of 14, 15 K mark. Um, to me would be fantastic um would be able to create an atmosphere and yeah you know i'm not saying that we're going to go silly and start saying 20 20 odd k like i just don't think that's going to be the case mm. but but you know let's let's see let's let's do what we can do and but i just think there's a lot more opportunity now to to uh, be able to get the crowds in there yeah 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 i mean i'm, I'm hoping we can get you know 17 18 thousand i think we i think we had 12 in league one didn't we on yeah. average yeah, um, and that's with next to no away fans most weeks as well. I mean, you've got to think in the championship, most clubs are going to bring three before some will bring five thousand, won't they? Yeah, so of course. that will help as well. Yeah. How, how good the atmosphere going to be? You know, you've got a team that you're proud of, a manager that you believe in. You've got a decent away following. How good's the atmosphere going to be? Yeah. It's going to be great, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. I remember when we played Stoke in the cup, and I think there was probably yeah, only like yeah, sixteen thousand yeah. there that day, but there was three thousand Stoke fans, and it was electric atmosphere, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it makes a difference, and that's why hopefully we can stay in the championship because it does yeah, make a difference. That's a big, it? big, big thing, isn't it? Huge. If, yeah. we, if we can, um, although you know, if 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 we don't, um, but we're it's a long way away but if we're playing good football the football that we played in league one and we're doing well they, they'll come back because again mm. they couldn't do that um when we played at st andrews could they a lot of people were really upset that they felt like it was it not it wasn't possible to be able to watch games if you like to go and support the club mm-hmm. um at st andrews i'm not saying through just not wanting to go i'm just saying from you know logistics and just yeah. just not up the road so yeah. there's a lot of people that missed out on that that league one season so i think regardless i think you still will see um you know people going up but let's hope yeah. championship would obviously massively help that cause yeah fingers fingers crossed and just on the note of the recall return i just wanted to mention the um this the ccfc ticket fund which for anyone who doesn't know it's a it's a fundraiser set up by the fans and it kind of helps people who can't afford a season ticket at the rico um so we we're going to be posting out the link this week and, and over the next few weeks so do look out for that and obviously contribute where you can but that's a really good initiative isn't it as well andy that the club have done for a couple of years now Mm, brilliant yeah, any any way we can help uh, less privileged people to go and see uh, the Sky Blues, we'll be way up for that because, um, you know, we're in a privileged position that we can see them on a regular basis and some people can't. And if we can help in any way, shape or form, we will try and do that and, and the club will try and do it. And um, 
it's great to see, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's we a definitely big part encourage of people's lives, isn't it? You know, it, to be able to do that, and it, it's so nice that that perhaps people that wouldn't be able to go are able to have that that's something to look forward to at the end of the Ooh. week you know that's that's mm, what football yeah. is so big isn't it for people is because it uh, allows them for 90 minutes or more to escape from from you know normal nine to five life and and that so yeah that normal crap <laughs> yeah so it is it's something to look forward to so yeah um yeah it's a great initiative yeah, definitely. We definitely encourage all our followers to chip in whatever you can. You know, maybe the the cost of a round of beers or something, which perhaps isn't uh, isn't coming out of the wallet uh, at the moment, sadly. So, yeah, that'd be great. And that's all we've got time for this evening, chaps. Thanks a lot for your time and for joining me. Um, and listeners, do check out our partners, Shortland Horn, across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on our channels, just make sure you use the hashtag #SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.